colleagues. Anthony McKay, CEO and President of the National Centre on Education and the Economy. I'm welcoming you to the ninth in the series of our Global Ed Talks. And I'm delighted today to say that I'm joined by Peggy Brookings, who is the CEO and President of the National Board for Professional Teaching Standards. And also, Peggy, uh, a member of the National Board of the National Centre, in other words, our Board of Directors of NCEE. It's wonderful to have you here and to welcome you. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you for having me. Well, let me just be clear. In addition to obviously being CEO and President of the National Board uh, and a range of other board positions that you occupy, both nationally and internationally, if you could just say a word in opening about the nature of your own journey as a professional educator, because the National Board has such a status in this country and internationally, you don't become its CEO and President without actually having had a journey. True. <laughs> Thank you for giving me that opportunity. And I, I think um, my journey has been long, and it's been one that has been incredibly rewarding and humbling. Um, I started teaching in the 70s uh, as a mathematics teacher, uh, loved everything that I've always done, started to interact with other teachers thinking, you know, we can't just teach math in isolation, and started to talk about how can we change the system that we're working in from within by the passion that we all possess uh, to impact students. And we started thinking about, you know, on the back of a napkin at lunch one day, what does that look like? And that's where we got the idea to form an engineering school, an engineering academy. But we took that idea even further by starting with the community first, seeing what are the needs of this particular community? How do we keep, you know, these incredible families here and growing and thriving within this community to be able to support their families, and, and we were lucky that the community was bringing in partners like Lockheed Martin, Duke Energy, who became our initial partners uh, in this work to form this engineering magnet school uh, to draw kids from around the district to this particular school. Uh, once that started, uh, I was at the same time doing professional development for uh, the American Federation of Teachers on thinking mathematics and bringing that to teachers and, and, and the joy of, of teaching mathematics in ways to students that they had not been taught in mm. pre-service. Mm. And I'm thinking, yeah, you don't mm. keep this to yourself, you get this out to everyone. And as I was doing that, that gave me other opportunities because National Board didn't exist at the time. And those opportunities around professional development, um, once we started looking at the impact of that, I ran into somebody who said, are you board certified? And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I don't know anything about this. And this was probably in 1994, the year the first board certified teacher was certified. And I you know, began to look into it and I thought, this is something that I should do. But I had just formed a school at the same time. So it was a couple of years later before I decided to go through the process and begin to study the standards and look at the five core propositions and everything kind of took off from there after being board certified. You know, people ask you to do things. They yes. want to use your expertise. And then ultimately I became a member of the board of directors of the national board. 
um, sat on that board, uh, which was incredible, and then got appointed by Barack Obama to a commission on educational excellence for African Americans. And that was an amazing experience and still is the focus around uh, what students who are in underserved areas and students who have been marginalized, how do we bring forth and have uh, speak truth to power in you know, service of those particular students? And then all of a sudden I got a call <laughs> that said, you know, you've been teaching for 38 years now. Um, the next part of your journey should be at the national board. And how do you say no? Absolutely. Now, there's a real history, of course, between NCE yes. and the national board. We won't uh, explore that history other than to make it clear that, in fact, therefore, we are very much uh, sister organizations. Yes. And committed to the same moral purpose here and the same professional agenda. You talked about the core propositions and the standards. So just say a little about the nature of this work. I mean, this is in the service of a standards-based profession. And to be nationally national board certified is to be recognized as being accomplished. Can you just say a, a little about what this entails and to what extent you have been able to start to seriously grow the capacity in this country of national board certified teachers? So that's a mouthful. Um, when we think about uh, the journey through board certification, the five core propositions and reading the five core propositions for the first time and what that means. Um, I was a, a, a teacher, I led a school, and when I read those five core propositions, it almost makes you teary to think about what this profession could be if we all were focused in those ways. And we already knew instinctively how to build relationships with students. And that's one thing that we did in our school that made, I think, such an incredible difference uh, to think about what their needs were, their hopes, their dreams, their aspirations. And what those five core propositions did for me was to just solidify what I was thinking and then take that and put it on steroids yeah. and take it to another level. But it was also in coordination with a set of standards that looked at what does this look like in practice? And how do we look at our own practice in ways that we never had before, especially making practice public, yes. which was not something teachers were taught to do no. or used to doing because there wasn't a space to do that and collaborate in ways that we need to right now. And so when we think about, I think about my own journey, I think about the transformational nature of what I saw not only in myself, but what I saw in my students. And it surprised me one day that we were after school, we were building a robot for a competition for FIRST Robotics, and I watched my students start a meeting, and I'm in the back of the room, and it was, we were starting to code the robot because it, it's done in stages, and I watched this young woman go to the board, put up an agenda, um, determine the timeline, talk to everyone in the room about what they were going to do, how, what they were going to accomplish by the end of the day, 
and they weren't leaving until this was accomplished. And then she reviewed when they were finished and I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, where did she learn this? She goes, I watched you. And you know, what, what more could you want from your students, how engaged they were? The idea of perseverance. And one of the things we wanted our students to leave with was a level of confidence that bordered on arrogance. Yes. To know that they could learn and do anything and it didn't matter what challenge was put in front of them because we had lots of them that people came to us to solve, that they could do it. And so when I think about that, and I think about that in a small area, mm -hmm. why can't we expand this? And the idea of this ambitious goal that we have at the National Board for having a million board certified teachers and what that would mean for the profession and what that would mean for students more so than anything else. When we think about having access to mentors who are board certified, having principals, curriculum coordinators, having superintendents, state chiefs, policy makers who are board certified. That gets to the heart of the conversation. We don't, we can save so much time about talking about the need, the return on the investment, and get down to the how and the why. This is, this therefore is absolutely a profession with a practice. This is, so the, the core propositions and the standards capture the professional knowledge, the professional practice, the professional relationships that amount in the aggregate to practice that really has a serious impact on learning. Accomplished teachers, serious impact on learning for all young people and deeper learning. Give us a sense of where at the moment in the US you would say three or four examples of states where this work is really taking hold. I think the important piece of our work and where we work now and the intentional focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yes. So in states like Mississippi, in Alabama, uh, in Arkansas, um, the states like California, New York, Texas, Boston, um, in Massachusetts. So we're, we're thinking about how do we get to those individuals who need us the most? Yes and who need the quality of teacher to be the best it can be within front of students who already have a gap and who have already been marginalized, whether it be through economics, whether it be through you know, living in a rural area, not having access to you know, certain teachers who teach certain subjects even, uh, something that simple, uh, to say, how do we close this gap? But we can't close it without focusing in the places where we are needed the most. And, and one of the things that we think about constantly is how do we impart on teachers what it means to teach in schools that are high need? Yes. And how you, what you've learned, yes. how you've been trained, and what you're certified in makes the biggest impact in those schools and the joy that you get uh, from doing that Well, job. say something more about this impact, because we should make it clear. The National Board has not only had this incredible impact within the US, it has influenced and shaped much of the standards-based work around the profession internationally. And it is interesting that you say that the ambition to ensure that our very best teachers, those who are nationally board certified, to use our language, are often the ones that we need in the places with the greatest challenge. And to have a, 
intentional agenda that will do that uh, is clear internationally and it's right. clear in what you just said about the states in which you are working here at the moment. This is a, a very rigorous process to become certified. So that, that sense of being able to grow the number, you're optimistic? The conditions are uh, supportive of that? I'm extremely optimistic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I have to be. Yep. And I, because I know the power of, of the certification and the process. But I also know that when we put the right supports in place, and I always go back to medicine, you know, medicine didn't start off the profession that it currently is. Yeah. It started off weak. It didn't control many people who were part of that profession. And it didn't control the education of that particular profession. But what it did was transform itself based on a set of standards yes. and really look at how doctors were educated and supported. And we think about board certified doctors, about 90% or more of them are board certified. That didn't happen by accident. And that's not to say that's a bad number because so many of them are board certified. The idea was they put clearly articulated steps in place to make that happen. We see that with national board certification. It is rigorous, yes. But if you put clearly articulated steps in place, we as an organization and a profession can reach that 90% as well. And the impact of the work, if you had to say, look, here's two or three indicators of the impact of nationally board certified teachers on the nature of teaching and learning, what would you point to? So the impact on retention. Yes. And which is, is paramount that you need to have in place for the social emotional learning of students a constant and that constant being a teacher. They need to know, you know, there's a safe place, uh, how they feel and how their mind works makes a difference on how they learn. Yes. So we need to understand that, number one. The, the other piece of that is, is to think more about, you know, how do we train these particular teachers to do this work? We know we have the supports in place, but we can't do, the National Board can't do all of this alone. And so how do we get the million teachers? How do we use their expertise? How do we interact with higher ed, the, the pre-service part of this, what we call building a pipeline Yes. to accomplish teaching. Yes. So those things are in place when we think about higher ed and how they're using the five core propositions, the standards, because they are free. Yes. And then how we use our Atlas video Atlas case library, accomplished teaching, learning in schools, case library of accomplished teaching that is interactive. It is a, a library that contains the commentary and video of accomplished teachers. Yeah. And it's also tagged to all the standards that teachers need, whether it be NTAS, deeper learning, the three C's, the national board standards, NTASC, EdTPA. Uh, so the for students, it also has those standards when we talk about um, next generation science standards, whether it be deeper learning, whether it be um, what teachers should need know and be able to do yes. around uh, what works, what doesn't. So, and to use that at all levels and to accelerate 
how we get to that accomplished million level is going to take everyone across. But as you say, though, those indicators are there now. We are, we're clear about retention. Mm -hmm. uh, we're clear about the impact on young people's learning, the additional months. We know that right. actually when you've got an accomplished teacher, a board certified teacher, their work with novice teachers has a fantastic flow through to additional months of learning that are taking place in classrooms. But let me ask you this question about how we can take this to a level where the policy is so supportive of this at the whole of a state level. Now, there's the promise that this could be the case in Maryland. The Kerwin Commission? Yes. We launched that commission just recently. You were, of course, with us because you've been central to the development of the commission's recommendations around teaching and learning. Say a word about what you see represented there that will advance this agenda. I am so excited about that. Support. Support advances the agenda. Also, incentive advances the agenda. When you tell teachers you are valued, you will pay them for their value yes. and their worth, yes. like other professions, engineering, you know, whether it be doctors, whether it be lawyers, all those people are paid for their value and what they bring to the system. And I think part of the commission also lets teachers know you have a step on a ladder that takes you even further. National board may be the start, and we always tell uh, teachers who become board certified, this is not the end. You have not reached the pinnacle. Yes. This is the start of how you give back to this profession. Yes. And that has not always been the case. And two things kept them out of this process, money and time. Yes. And those two things in the last six years, National Board has fixed because we listened to the profession and the profession said, we need more time to take a deeper dive into the standards and to say, how do we make our practice better than we were the day before. And the other was the cost. And there are ways that policy can help that cost uh, using Title I, Title II, IDEA funds and reappropriating those for quality professional development that teachers are asking for. This is a voluntary process. And I think once teachers as cohorts get together and decide to do this. And what Maryland has done is to, to make this decision totally available to everyone. And I think that will change education in the state. Well, let me ask you this, that will change education in the state. And yet this is not uh, a static uh, exercise. The business of learning is one that we are all debating about the future of learning, therefore yes. the future of an educator or a learning profession, embedded in the core propositions, made explicit in the standards. There is a, a clear indicator that this requires deep professional knowledge. Yes. And it's very clear that in fact, we need to increasingly be an autonomous profession where we can make professional judgments that are so important for individual students and their learning. And yet we need to do that learning with and from each other as a profession. So a deeply collaborative profession. Are you confident that we are through the propositions and the standards in a position where we're anticipating the further strengthening of the profession, an even more collaborative profession, a profession that is able 
to harness the power of technology. I mean, we're, we're moving into an AI world and we have expectations, higher expectations for all young people and their learning in order to be able to access a new and emerging world of work. Like our work is the work, right, of our economy and our society, teaching and learning, yes. yeah? How confident are you that in fact, the National Board and its certification, its propositions and its standards will be adequate to that even further ambitious agenda that we need to be able to pursue? I think when, when teachers teach to a high level of standard, you are looking at first and foremost what the students in front of you need. And then the standards will tell you how it is interconnected yes. to the current world, but not just where we are now, what are we preparing students for 20, 30 years from now? Yes. Careers that don't exist. Yes. Because what currently exists now is not going to exist in 30 years. That We know that, yes. we already know that. So we have to prepare those students to learn how to learn and to learn how to take on a new job and to learn that technology is going to be a part of that new job. So how do we train teachers within board certification? That's part of our standards to say we are current, we understand what students need, we use technology as a tool to deliver in those ways, and we, as we progress through and go through our maintenance of certification, talk about the future, talk about where we want to be, yes. where we want students to be, and AI, <laughs> technology, yeah. connecting and collaborating. Learning science. All of uh, learning science is huge. The analytics that we learn and, and that we will learn, what we have learned in the last 10 years and what we will learn in the next you know, infinite number of years, uh, learning science helps us better understand how children learn, but more so how we yes. <laughs> as adults learn yes. and how teachers learn because we're going to have to learn more about learning science as well. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I think actually excitement is the right word because we are part of the most exciting and the most important industry, to use that language, uh, of all, as we think about, uh, as you say, a challenging but remarkably exciting future. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you.